Our scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 6 through 8 and verses 19 through 28. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version, updated. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He was a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but he confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Then they said to him, Who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. As the prophet Isaiah said, now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one who you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the strap of his sandal. This took place in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for this word. We thank you, O Lord, because we know that you're going to speak to us through it this morning. I ask, O Lord, that you will give me your thoughts to be my own as I share it. And I thank you, Lord, for being able to worship in your house during this Christmas season. Thank you for Jesus who came into this world to give us life. We pray that in Jesus' name, amen. We know that John went out into the wilderness with a clear purpose. He didn't just go out to the wilderness and go, hmm, I wonder what I'll do out here. He didn't go out there with no plan. He clearly knew that he was sent out, and his task was simple. Prepare the way of the Lord. And he didn't make it complicated. He kept to his simple message, make straight the way of the Lord. We know that John invited people to be baptized with water in the River Jordan as a sign of the repentance of their sins. And people came out from the whole region, not just from the region where the Jordan was, but from surrounding regions. Because what happens is when people find out about things and word of mouth spreads, people start coming, even people that are just curious to check it out. Have you ever noticed if there's an accident on the other side of the highway, every single person has to slow down to see what's going on? It wasn't any different back then. When people started hearing about this man who was in the wilderness proclaiming that the kingdom of God was coming near, when they heard about him being out there, people wanted to come and check it out. And ultimately, many of them decided that they wanted to get baptized by him in the Jordan River. Later, Scripture reveals to us that the people that came to be baptized were from all walks of life. 
There were soldiers and tax collectors, religious people. There was all kinds of people coming out to get baptized by John. This was an affirmation of just how universal his message was. All needed to prepare for the coming of the Lord. All needed to repent of their sins. All needed to make the path straight. All had something that needed to be washed away. And so when they came out, they came out recognizing that we're all begin as sinners in need of redemption. That they all needed to get right with God and work on that relationship. And that reality is still true for us today. We still need to come to Jesus to repent of our sins, to have them washed away by his blood, to be made righteous before God through his righteousness. I mentioned last week that in many ways, John was like a preview of what was to come. He was preparing people for Jesus. He was trying to get them ready. This was an affirmation that he was not the one that they were waiting for. He was not the Messiah, but his baptism of repentance would prepare them for a greater baptism that they would receive from Jesus, a baptism through the Holy Spirit and fire. His call to repentance would help them to prepare their hearts to receive Jesus so that they could enjoy the abundant life that he was going to bring. His message of getting right with God is a message that still resonates today. We should still be telling people, set the path straight in your life. Make sure that you're right with God by knowing Jesus Christ. Yet John was more than just a preview of things to come. If we go strictly by the definition of what John actually did, his actions, John was really a publicist. You have to look up the definition to understand why I say that. A publicist is someone whose main job is to make something or someone widely known. And I ask you, is that not what John did? To try to make sure that as far as he could get the message, that people would know of the coming of Jesus and the coming of the kingdom of God. A publicist has to make sure that things are not just known, but that they are known widely. The reach must be near and far. It must be in everyone's morning conversation and evening talk. The idea was that John was making the one who was coming after him the talk of the town. Nowadays, publicists have a negative role, too. Have you noticed how publicists have to keep things out of the media that reflect negatively on their clients? They get into a little dispute with somebody. They don't want that in the, in the media. They don't want people knowing about that. If they have relationship problems, they, they want that out. They don't want that publicized. If they had a moment of bad judgment, they try to keep that out of the limelight. You see, those publicists, are kept busy by their clients because they're trying to keep all the good news out and the bad news hidden away. The good news for John is that the one that he came to represent, the one that he was preparing people for, had no bad news. 
There was nothing but good news in Jesus. There was nothing but promise. There was nothing but grace. And so when he came to prepare the way for Jesus, he had all kinds of things that he could talk about. But he wanted people to understand that receiving Jesus was going to take preparation they needed to get their path straight. One thing that hasn't changed is that the publicist is clear that his or her job is to get their client known and not themselves. That it's about their client being in the limelight and not themselves. After John had been out in the wilderness for a while and he had gotten many people to come out to be baptized, the scripture says that the people in Jerusalem sent to him the priest and the Levites to ask him who he was. They came to ascertain who he was and what he was about. They wanted to know, are you promoting yourself or are you promoting someone else? They literally asked him, who are you? Who are you? What they were really asking is, who gave you permission to do all this? Who gave you authority to do all this? Who sent you out into the wilderness to do all this? Whenever people say things like, who do you think you are? They're not giving you a compliment. They're putting into question what you're doing. They're questioning your motives. They're questioning what you're about. John answered very plainly. He said, I am not the Messiah. I am not the one. And because he answered that way, they made it into a multiple choice. Well, are you Elijah? Are you the prophet or someone else? We need an answer for the people that sent us. We need to tell them who you are. Now, John was really good at answering questions, if you ask me, because he chose none of the above. He simply says, I'm none of those. I am the voice calling out in the wilderness, crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. John wouldn't even have accepted the title of publicist, even though his function was clearly that. He was making public the coming of Jesus. He was making public that the kingdom of God was at hand. He was making public that the time to repent was now, not later, now in preparation for what was about to happen. And John just claimed to be a voice, one crying out, one speaking up, one being loud, one that would not be ignored, one that was willing to stand by itself if it needed to, to prepare people for the coming of Jesus. If this had been a political campaign, there would have been bumper stickers with straight lines, make his path straight. The slogan would have read, prepare the way of the Lord. John was testifying that all he was doing was lending his voice to a message that was far greater than himself. I want you to hear that. He was testifying that all he was doing was giving a voice to a message that was much greater than himself. It is important for us to understand that this is exactly what we do when we become Christians. We become publicists for the kingdom of God. We promote 
the return of Jesus. We tell people to prepare themselves for that day by repenting of their sins and accepting the righteousness of Christ. And we choose not to take on fancy titles or to make it about us. In fact, we would rather no one knew our names if they knew the name of Jesus and if they knew the saving relationship that he can give them. A good publicist gets the word out widely, and yet no one really knows who they are. No one knows them. I want you to think for a moment of the most iconic campaigns you have ever heard over the years. Coke, the real thing, or for those a little older, share a Coke. Or maybe Nike, just do it. Home Depot, how doers get more done. I bet you anything in the world that you have no idea who wrote those slogans. You don't know the publicist behind the campaign. You don't because, again, the publicist is not interested in being known for themselves. They want you to know the message that they are trying to convey, and they're trying to point to the one who they work for and make sure that you know it. Nowadays, you can't go anywhere and say, just do it without everybody knowing exactly where that came from. Very hard to find people that don't know some of these phrases and slogans that have been used to promote these products. But you don't know the publicist. You don't know their names. You don't know who they are. And that's exactly how they want it. When they came to John, they wanted to give him credit and attribute to him all kinds of titles. You must be a prophet. You must be Elijah. You might be the Messiah. And he basically rejected all of these because he was content with just being a voice crying out in the wilderness, preparing the way of the Lord. Are we content with just being a voice crying out in the wilderness, preparing the way of the Lord? Are we happy if people know more about Jesus because of us, even if they don't know us? John said, you know, the one I'm preparing the way for, I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals. It's not about me. It's about you knowing him. Now, typically, publicists are not well known, but their clients are famous. Their clients are well known. Their clients are in the limelight. I want you to think Taylor Swift, Morgan Freeman, all those big actors, all those big singers. You don't know their publicist, but you know them. Somebody has been busy sharing about what they do, who they are, what they're about. Their message has been persistent, without giving up, and repetitive. How many times do you hear about these people on a regular basis? But that is what it takes to make somebody known widely. And that is exactly the way John said we should go about telling people about Jesus. Jesus should be both the one we serve and the message we're giving. He should be both the one that we're about and the one that people see when they look at us. He should be the one we live for and the one that people want to live for when they meet us. John wanted to give a testimony 
of who Jesus was, even when Jesus had not been revealed yet, and he wasn't afraid to give it, even if he was the only one crying out in the wilderness. Sometimes you might feel like John, like you're the only one out there screaming, like you're the only one proclaiming, like you're the only one sharing. John would tell you today, don't give up. Continue to do it. Continue to repeat your cries for people to get their path straight for the Lord. Because someone out there needs to hear your voice. Not someone else's, your voice. Giving a testimony to who Jesus is in your life. Telling people about the one who is to come. Don't be afraid to use that voice. Now there's going to be people that are going to come out and question you. Do like John did, point them to Jesus. Tell them, it's not about me, it's about Jesus. Make him known to them. Make it so that people won't be able to encounter you without encountering the Jesus that lives in you. And just sit back and watch what God does with that testimony and what God does through your sharing. One of the things that is true about ads and publicists is that they are never ending. They keep going and repeating and going and going and going. That's why whenever I watch a football game, I want to order pizza like 10 times because the ad keeps coming and it doesn't stop. What would happen if you were such a publicist for Jesus that when people encountered you, they wanted to know him because they've met you? I think that's what John wants us to do, to continue to make him widely known. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you, O oh Lord, because you have entrusted us with the message of Jesus, with the message of his coming, with the message of what he did for us by coming into the world at such a time like this, and what he did for us when he went to the cross. We ask, O oh Lord, that you will enable us to continue to use our voices, our lives, our testimonies in ways that bring people into direct relationship with Jesus Christ. Lord, we don't want them to remember us. We want them to know Jesus. We want them to know his saving power and his grace. We want them to know his perfect love. Today, oh Lord, I just ask that you will help us to use our voice and not be shy, shy about screaming it and sharing the message of the good news of Jesus Christ. We pray that in his name. Amen. The altar is always open if you need prayer this morning in the altar.